Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable number eight. Alec Bradley, fine and rare, a fantastic cigar. Which fine and rare, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. It is the absolutely most recent fine and rare, the Alec Bradley fine and rare BC 13 for EV. And we are going to be smoking it tonight. With me tonight, I've got Ben Lee, head of the Smoking Syndicate, Cigar Coop, William Cooper, and Aaron Nielsen. Ready to dial it up. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Glad we're back here together doing this. Uh, yeah, um, I'm on the DL still for smoking, so I'm, I'm a little depressed. But I'm so glad to be with you guys. Uh, and I have smoked this cigar, so uh, we I'm excited to talk about this cigar for sure. I'm yep. a little depressed, too. I couldn't do my normal like intro that I'm used to doing on my show, where I was like, no, I got to do this the Ben Lee style and just stay calm. No, you could do it. I mean, uh, I don't think Ben would ever. I mean, I don't want to speak for Ben, but uh, no, of course ben, Ben's like, thank God, <clears throat> thank God you were, thank God you were good evening. You yeah. bring your flair, bring that flair. We can yeah. bring. We get to good evening and welcome to another round of the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable. It's number eight right now on the books. Aaron Nielsen, Will Cooper, Ben Lee in the house. I'm Barry Duplicy, not your host as always on this show, but we're going to smoke a fantastic cigar, the Alc Bradley Fine and Rare BC 134EV. Welcome to the show, everybody. How's that? Did that not feel better? That oh, fucking felt great. So okay. Much, so much more natural. So much more natural. <laughs> we <laughs> just have, we'll just juxtaposition everything. We'll just edit that and move that in, and it'll be fucking fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. No, but uh, glad to have everyone back here tonight on this uh, late September edition of the Roundtable. By the way, guys, and I want to thank our audience. This show, I'm telling you, the Roundtables are some of our most downloaded shows in 2022. I mean, they all are just doing some really great numbers. So thanks thanks to our audience here, man, because obviously I think we're doing something. Well, hopefully we're doing something right here, right? Because people are downloading these shows. Yeah. So yeah, thank, uh, you. I, thank you. Thank I mean, you. And we're, I think uh, the audience is in for a treat not to do any spoil alerts, but uh, really looking forward to not only smoking, but reviewing this Alec Bradley. So yeah. unlike the way that Coop and Ben pronounce Spanish words, we are doing something right on the show. <laughs> hey now, hey now, you know, hey now, shots fired. Here we go. Listen, listen uh, Ben's an improvement over my pronunciation. That's true. So. I'm true. I've been I butchered and, some stuff pretty and, bad. And, and Ben has the southern accent, so let's face it, it's a lot more charming. Charming, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing that Braves jacket, which is just like. Con- By the way, Ben, congratulations on the Braves, man, on a great season because we suck the Phillies. Well, it's not over yet. We're gonna see if we can't knock the Mets out of first place here and take this division. So. Yeah, expect to hear from Hector. Well, Hector's going through what I'm going through right now, which is we're fighting for our lives going into the playoffs. Well, you could be like myself and be a Cub fan and be out of it in basically you're, May. So you're beating us four to one again. I mean, it's just you're getting out of it and you're beating us. So yeah, I mean, I you're having a big impact. I mean, and and this is costly because the Brewers who were fighting tooth and nail are winning tonight. So this is a this is another brutal loss. This is going to be for us. Manager of the year. Who? Your coach. You said your guy's the manager of the year. Not with the September. You can't get. I, I love the job he's done, but he's had a bad September. I, I I don't. If he misses the playoffs, I don't know if you could take the interim tag off him. That's just something we're gonna. I mean, it's it's tough to say. How do you bring him back? 
if uh, but he's had a he's done well the rest of the season, but September's been awful. Yeah, I think hey, you could be you could be below five hundred like the Red Sox. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, you could be below four hundred like the Cubs. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not many W's flying in Chicago. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. Oh, speaking of that, the Red Sox won. How about that? Give them over. Well, I want Yep. Good for good for you guys. Will be back next year, Red Sox Nation. And Bear, I love you, but I read about that in Who Gives a Shit magazine. That's true. <laughs> By the way, Ben, just wow. an FYI, the Mets, the it's Mets, fucking leading star, the fucking Marlins. leading story, wasn't it? it was good stuff. The Mets <laughs> just friggin' tied up the Marlins. Fucking Marlins. They, uh, uh, but hey, you know, so I I know this is I picked this cigar tonight, right? And I, I'm pretty excited that we haven't done an Alec Bradley on the round table before. So uh I was excited to do this one. Um and you know, we'll we'll get into it, but you know, this is a cigar I, I, I really remember it's a special cigar for me because I had visited Ben for the first time since he moved to Asheville back in April. And um, it was actually a rough period I was going through, you know, whatever with my dad. And it was, I had a great afternoon and Ben and I happened to light these cigars up. And when we lit them up, we, we knew this was something we wanted to put into a round table for sure. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, I remember exactly where you were. I remember getting the, the photos in our, in our text chat, if you will. And I knew immediately that this was going to be a round table because you, you guys had some positive things at least to say about it from an initial standpoint. So I quickly, not a shocker to anybody, went out and bought two boxes right after you guys told me how good it was. I did have to get rid of the boxes because if anybody doesn't go and buys them or has bought them, they pretty much uh, could be on the Titanic. They're so heavy. Yeah. I got one. I just dropped a piece out. As you can see, uh, but yeah, you can see these. Uh, they are, they are big boxes. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go into the specs. Let's go ahead and yeah, set this the up. specs, and then I'll talk about. There's a little surprise in this box too. We'll talk about. Okay, so again, we're tonight. We are smoking the Alec and Bradley. Uh, excuse me, Alec Bradley, fine and rare BC thirteen four EV, and uh, it is a the first uh, fine and rare. So this is the. Yep. The uh, it actually skipped a year. Technically, this is 2020, 2021, but this is the 11th iteration of the Fine and Rare project by Alec Bradley. And uh, and this is the first time this cigar has actually been presented in a what they're calling a Churchill format. It's a seven by 50 and it's got a Honduran wrapper, Criollo 98 seed varietal binders and Nicaraguan are both Honduras and Nicaraguan undisclosed on the specifics other than that. Um, but according to a cigar coop, um, dot com scar dash coop.com you can find out that the company describes these binders and fillers as rare leaves from Honduras and Nicaragua. So we know they're rare. I'm sure they're fine as well, but they are undisclosed other than Honduran and Nicaraguan. So uh, we're getting ready to dive into it. Um, so, uh, Ben, how do you want to do this up? We want to take this hey, out of the wrapper. Hey, and start hey Bear. Cutting. Hey, Bear, can I give a couple of other pieces? Yeah. Of oh, that's it? right. The, 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 the secret uh, passageway in the, okay. car, the box or spoiler alert or whatever I yep. did. So, yeah, just I want to mention two things. First of all, um, this cigar, like the fine and rare, the one common denominator is that features seven filler tobaccos it's 10 tobaccos total 
seven fillers, two binders, one wrapper. But that's typically what they've done. It's typically a mix of Honduran and Nicaraguan over the years. And they change the sizes up from year to year. And sometimes they'll bring back a previous blend. So it's not a different blend every year. This happens. The one we're talking about, BC13 4EV, is a new blend. Um, they come in these nice chest boxes. I wouldn't call them a humidor. I wouldn't use these as a humidor. Um, and what I want to show here is in the middle, you'll see there's a coffin cigar. Um, I'm going to pull the coffin out. This is actually a different blend. Um, and you can see this is a more of a bellicoso. So it's a different blend. It's a shorter bellicoso. And they call this the B blend, which is BC 13 4 EVB. So you get this bonus cigar with it, which I haven't, obviously I haven't smoked yet, that comes with it. I don't know if this will be a future fine and rare, but uh, if you bought a box, Aaron's got two of these. So <laughs> I have one. So, uh, but I would, I said, I would not advise, I think we all agree, I would not advise using this as a humidor, but it is a nice presentation. Uh, these trays come out and actually I keep all the stuff in there. I just cleaned it out for tonight. Um, the boxes are nice. So, um, and these, yes. I don't think, so we should probably talk about the MSRP. I don't believe that you can get them in singles. So you have to buy them by the box. Ben and I actually were able to get some singles where he was, but they recommend, they, they were recommending the retailers to sell the box. Yeah. Okay. Um, but actually where Ben and I were, which is B and B, we happened to buy some singles that day. Yeah, they they put them out, so there was they were selling them individually, and I was glad because I was able to snag some instead of having that giant box on my humidor. Because most of us, except probably Aaron, has lack of space to put these giant boxes in there. Yeah, so it that was nice to be able to get a single. I have. How's, how's that uh, building of your that lake house? Just how's your cigars going? <laughs> Hey, by the way, I would like to, to, to mention to the audience, the dedication on this team is second to none. In fact, Mr. Ben Lee earlier today was struggling to find his, his, his cigar to smoke tonight because it was buried amongst 2,000 Opus X's that he didn't know he existed. But the better story is that Mr. William Cooper was about to meet Ben halfway and drive to deliver a single cigar to Mr. Ben. I, I would have gave him two, but <laughs> that's team camaraderie. Right I, I would have given him two. Actually, I was looking to get out of the house. So, <laughs> so uh, well, he wanted play. to show he wanted to show off his beard or whatever that is. On the, the only thing is, lucky I wasn't taking painkillers today, so uh, I'm feeling better with that. So, but not smoking still. But yeah. Uh, but no, uh, in how many times have we all done that, by the way? Like, like, well, our cigar. actually, let's hold that because that's that has to do with one of my okay, questions. okay, so let's hold that thought. Yeah, so um, what, what I want to mention real quick, guys, um, I'm sorry if I'm rambling. If folks aren't familiar with the smoking syndicate, uh, roundtable concept, it, it's pretty simple. We smoke and review a cigar in the air as a group. Um, and what we do is um, there's two versions. So if you're watching on Facebook tonight, you're getting the full experience. Like we smoke this uh, and we take some, but we actually record a smaller version for YouTube and Apple podcasts and all that. Right. So, and that, and that will give you the review in about a, a condensed format. But if you want to hear all the bantering that goes on in between our Facebook live stream is exclusive for that. 
Yeah, we need to start a Patreon. <laughs> Go fund me yeah. for, for just the for just the uh, for just with the, this in, uh, with this industry the, like they, yeah. they, they pay. <laughs> they want if they want the behind the scenes good the the behind the scenes goodness man they gotta they gotta pony up. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not talking about our audience. I'm talking about the industry. <laughs> um, Are you ready to get right. into this? <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I'm ready to dive in. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. cut this bad boy. Yeah, Please. let's let's cut these caps and uh, check out the draw pre light. Yep. So I want to mention this is my first my first fine and rare of this of this. So you're uh, going this, in cold with this. This is completely cold. Well, remember, guys, I mean, y'all were raving about this shit and telling me about how how it was. And I was like, cool, I have double pneumonia. I can't smoke. Thanks. So. Well, yeah. And part of that was, well, yeah, actually, because we sent them to you right around the time you came down because you were you came down with the double pneumonia in like early May. And I think that's when I sent them to you. Okay, I went with straight cut. I'll, I'll comment right now, um, just from a dry draw standpoint, draw is false. And um, I mean, if we're getting into it a little bit, I pick up, it's weird, I pick up um, some hay, um, a little bit like that, like that barnyard, but I get like a, um, a cedar pine, if that makes mm -hmm. sense, like just from a, a cold draw standpoint, like a, a cedar type pine that's uh coming through so that's what i've got so far and, and fortunately my like i said my draw is absolutely dialed dialed so, yeah I'm, go ahead go, go ahead, ahead no go ahead ben please i was going to say i get mine's the same way perfect draw absolutely perfect draw but i'm getting like earthiness some leather and that that woody note as well like cedar that kind of a cedar note but it does taste a little bit different, like you were saying, Eric. Like it's not like your normal cedar note. There's something a little bit more to it, you know. Yep. yep. I like you know, like, like that pine resiny kind of smell, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. I get that as well. Yeah. So, so uh, this is a this is a really unique experience. So, uh, I uh, the foot, you know, I'm getting some of that, you know, before the cut. Uh, that foot, I was getting a little bit of just kind of earthiness, kind of some baking spices. I got a little bit of clove on that sweetness on it. Um, a little bit of that leather, that, that little bit of that uh, cedar that you're talking about. The dry draw was really interesting. I cut the cap and I took a, I took a, I took my first dry draw and I got like immediately got these, like this is like this apricot jam fruitiness to it. I got that too. That's what I was going to say. But here, watch this shit. I fucking took another couple of draws off of it, and I still got that. But then, like all this other stuff, like even before you guys started talking, so it's not even suggestive, especially because no one's ever said this yet. Then there's some there's some really nice chocolate to it. I'm getting some really nice chocolate, um, some of that sweet cedar that you guys are talking about too. I'm getting that as well. But it's really interesting. Like that wasn't there on that first draw draw draw. It was just that 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 kind of like apricot jam, and. Uh, and then the that kind of hay, earthy chocolate came in along with that cedar note that you guys are talking about. You know what I you know what I think it tastes like a little bit like tea, like a tea. Like yeah, you, you get like a herbal tea type. Yeah, and that apricot note. I don't know if you yeah. remember, uh, Coop, but we we talked about that at the cigar shop where I had like that. Apri yep. Yeah, apricot fruitiness about it too. Yep. 
yeah. I mean, uh, in fact, I, I had pretty much my two dry drawer flavors were, were I put cedar plus because <laughs> I couldn't figure out what it was just a little more going on with cedar. And I put fruit. Uh, but we did talk about it. now that fruit. I, I don't want to say it was quite as jammy as, as Bear said, but I definitely got some of that fruit sweetness that came off of it. Yeah, to me, it's all, it's like a little hint of, of like a, an apricot is is perfect because uh, that's that's how I thought about it when we first smoked it in the, in the cigar shop at B and B Tobacconist where we got these at. It, it did it had like a a nice subtle fruit flavor and it reminded me of apricots as well but that's something that i, I love apricots I, I eat them all the time yep. so that that popped it in my head because I, I recognize that really well it it made a very good impression too we, we talk about the dry drawer and it's an appetizer is kind of way i look at it right and it's kind of gonna it's supposedly gonna give you a little bit of an idea what you're gonna get i don't score i don't think any of us score a dry drawer but when it's a good dry drawer, it's a good gateway into the cigar is what I'll say. Okay, so can I ask you guys, as we're, we're bantering here, and this may be edited out, but we'll keep bantering. How many times do you guys do a dry draw? I, the only time I do a dry draw is to check my draw. I don't, I don't sit there and, and think about the flavors that I'm getting from a, a, a cold draw. It, it's basically for me to test how good the draw is, but I don't pay attention to it whatsoever. I do it every time it's a new cigar. Yeah. If it's something or that review, I, yep. Yeah. Or yeah, or a review sample. But if okay. it's something that I'm used to, I know. Yeah. I don't do it. Okay. But if it's new to Good me, I, I do it every single time. Yeah. Same. Yep. If it's yep. brand new yep. to me, I will too. But outside of that, I don't do it. Yeah. Well, fuck I'll, me. I guess I'm just a snob. I do it every time. I'll and if I get a new <laughs> box of a cigar, uh, when I open, even if I've had that before, when I crack open the box, I will tend to dry drawer a few of the cigars out of there just to kind of kind of gives me a little feel for consistency, but yeah, I kind of go with Ben pretty much. I, I, when I review it and then when it's a new cigar, I'll, I'll like when we were up at, at B and B, I think we were kind of salivating a little over the dry drawer. Cause it was the first time we had both lit this up. Speaking of which, should we? Yeah. Yes. I was about to say, speaking of that, good segue. Let's go ahead and light these things up. Yep. And, uh, Jay Davis says he loves a dry drawer. I'm That's using, the I taught him at. I'm using the coupe standard of, I think, Team Lighter, the big ass tank. Yep, same. I got used the green one tonight. You know, we, we may have to get Joe Grow to uh, brand a few of those for us. Like, that'll be a good dialed lighter. You yeah. know, how about Joe Grow needs to get me one because I'm the only one that doesn't have one. And if it's a cigar coupe lighter, I, should I didn't get it from. Well, I okay. have one. Joe Gro got it from. Uh, actually, you know, Ciro gave me mine in the Dominican Republic. Ciro. Uh, I'm using matches because, you know, OG over here. Of course you are. You're fancy. Your matches. You're old school. I like it. I can't complain when anyone goes old school. Um, I actually. That, so let, let me ask you this. Uh, while we're lighting, this will take a second. If. All things being equal, what is your preferred lighting method? Because mine is matches or a matches. cedar spill. You know, I like that. I, I prefer it. Honest. But here's the thing. I, I can't stand those little dinky ass matches. I like the big, long, thick big, long. cigar ash, the cigar. Um, uh, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But uh, yeah. I, I, Oh, yeah, the long like, matches, the long, thick matches is what I like. I don't like the I, little was, cigarette ones. That'd be my preference, too. But here's the 
for me, I'm usually smoking outside and therefore it, it's a pain in the ass to yeah. stay lit. And then I got to go through like four of them to light a cigar. So out of pure convenience, I'm always torched. But if I had, I mean, if I'm inside at a lounge, I always will use their matches. Well, that's what I was saying. All things being equal. Like, yeah. It, oh, okay. Yeah. Then, you yeah. know, in a, yeah. in a vacuum, as yeah. we would say, huh? I prefer, I prefer matches or a cedar spill. I love cedar. Well, spills. in a vacuum, you definitely need a torch. I mean, the suction alone would knock that match light off. Holy. Um, I won't. Well, also, a match won't light in a vacuum because there's no oxygen. So, <laughs> if we're gonna go that far, um, but one thing, okay, so I'm not disagreeing. I do like the convenience of a torch lighter, but I mean, this is the only reason I have it. So, I think we've said this on the shows, either on syndicate shows or other shows. If you are going on a cigar trip to a uh, country outside the U.S., um. You maybe you maybe have to deal with Bic lighters. Yeah, you do. Soft flame Bic. That's what I travel with. The, by the way, nominated for accessory of the year a couple of years ago by Tobacco <laughs> yes, Business. Yes, yes, like, we have. But let me tell you, there is nothing worse than a Bic lighter on a bus with the windows open and that breeze blowing in when you burn the shit out of your fingers, right? So these little plastic lighters, which are branded by some of the companies, uh, they're great. Uh, I've taken them to five different countries. And I've never had a conf- – the only plane I had in confiscated was Nicaragua. Nicaragua, they take them flying out. So um, – but otherwise, I've taken them to Cuba and had no problems with them. The problem is getting butane for them. Well, this is, this is what I, I do now. And this is actually from our friend Craig Vanderslide. So he, he oh, yes, that. yes. He's got – yes. Right. So he, he showed me this several, several years ago on a trip. We have a Drew Estate on their cigar safari. It's you can buy this off of Amazon. I, I don't really know. I forgot the brand name. I think it's called Soho. But basically, what it is, it's a a torch that you could take, and, and the way you have the fuel for it is you buy those little thin scripto lighters, not Bix, has to be the scripto or cricket lighters, and you put that inside this case and put a torch top on top of it, and it basically turns those little scripto sulfate lighters into a torch which means you can travel with it and you have a torch. So when you travel, it's empty and you have a soft flame lighter, which is legal to, to fly with. When you get to your destination, you just load it up. Boom. You got a torch. I remember Craig showed me that and I never bought it. So shame on me. And I can tell you it worked great. I mean, I remember he, we, we were sitting on the patio and he's showing me this thing and I'm like, Holy cow, this thing is, and it's like a regular torch. When you put that lighter in there, it's like a regular torch lighter. It turns it into yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They had one at the. We had one at the compound this year. Someone brought it. I think. I don't know who brought it. Someone I brought one. I know that. I, I know, that, I I know that cigar year. hustler Mike and 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 his brother. Uh, oh yeah, it was. We're, it was, we're like yeah. in. Lo- yeah, we're like showing it off, or we're they're playing with it. I just remember. So yeah, and I had it the on, year before. Uh, how are we doing on the compound compound reservation? We should get on that to get ahead of it. Aaron's actively look. Uh, Aaron's actually looking at it. So uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he will get us something soon. We will let you know. <laughs> I guess we're all into this cigar a little bit now. Do we? Let's talk about their first impressions of this. Oh, you already want to do first impressions? Okay. Yeah, I mean, we kind of are we into it a little bit now? Is everybody kind of yeah. into it? Yeah. So you want to go ahead and lead off, Will? What did you get? You, you know when this started out 
there were, you know, sometimes I look at like primary and secondary notes or dominant flavors. Really, those first impressions where there were no flavor that was dominating, but there were a lot of nuances I was getting. I was getting some earthy notes. I was getting some of the fruit notes um, that were mixed in. Um, there was some black pepper, a little bit of uh, definitely the cedar component was there. And, and I, and I kind of put this catch all of natural tobacco in there, but none of, none of those flavors, at least kind of going through those initial impressions were, were, were standing out as, as coming out over the other. It took a little while before something kind of emerged with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit of the same flavors we kind of got off of the cold draw, right? But I'm actually picking up a little bit more of the apricot notes a little bit. Like it's, it's more defined, if that's a good word here. Um, but I get a little bit of cedar, I get a little earthiness. Um, a, a hit of leather in the background, but it's it's like you said, it's it's like it's almost like it's building up to something. It's they're all kind of fake. Yep. There's nothing really in the forefront. I get I do get the black pepper too. I get more of that on the retro hill as well. I get I get more black pepper on the retro hill. Yes, I, I definitely had the black pepper on the retro hill, uh, and a little bit of the back of the tongue. I was getting it. Yeah, and I get like. A little bit there's there's another flavor with that black pepper that right now it's a little bit undefined it's not like I, I can't describe exactly what it is now but there's something there accenting the black pepper but it's 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 like a it's like an undefined sweetness yeah. a little bit that i get but that's kind of what i'm getting on the on the the right at the beginning of lineup here bear yeah. what about you the cigar starting to open up a little bit through the inch uh so the as far as flavor wise um i'm getting some just now like just in the last couple of puffs getting more lingering pepper i was gonna say i bet coop really loved this because the finish was really short and it still is uh, on the retro hail the flavors that i'm getting i'm still getting the apricot sweetness a little bit um it's kind of rounded out with a little blast of like a little blast of pepper kind of on the kind of on the the end um, some nice earthiness for balance. I am getting a bit of that leather component. There's this breadiness to it. It reminds me of like sourdough bread though, um, that I'm getting too. that's kind of combined into it. So it's, it's got a lot going on. I feel like, like, but I think it's just getting started. Uh, you know, all, all, all pointing to the direction of the, the flavor crescendo that we're all <laughs> anticipating. Um, but I, but I will say this though, the, uh, the draw is, is, is noticeably tight on mine. Um, it's not, it's not plugged. It's not, um, you know, it's not affecting my experience completely at this moment, uh, but it is noticeable. It is a little firm, uh, for me and in Coop, you know, this, I, I like a, I like a little resistance, uh, mm -hmm. but this is a yep. little bit, this is a little bit heavier than what I normally like on the resistance, but it's not impacting the flavor thus far. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not gonna make an excuse for the draw, uh, but in general, the fine and rares I have had a much more snug draw because of, and it's ten tobaccos usually put into like a fifty to fifty-two ring gauge. Yeah. So. Oh, it's um, a heavy it, cigar, man. It's got. Some, it's a heavy it's cigar, some... yeah. Um, but mine, I thought was more in the in in the milkshake drawer area. At least I had mine. 
Yeah, this, I, this I, is fresh out the machine milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, yeah, that's a that's actually a good way to put this, Bear. To me, on this cigar and the other ones I had too, like I, it was like a really good, perfect draw on the cold draw. But as as it warmed up, mine got a little bit more resistance to it. And like like you were saying, like when you first get a, the milkshake, like you know, when you first get it, it's you know kind of hard as a rock still. So it, you know, it takes some effort. That's kind of that's that's a good way to describe. That's kind of what it is to me now too, but <clears throat> as it warms up, it's what it, to me it gets a little bit more resistant. But it's still no problem. I still get plenty of good smoke out of it. And and something I didn't mention too was I I do get a short finish as well. And that's not something that I particularly like. I like a long finish, longer the better. Um, but I'm curious. I don't remember when we, the the other ones that I had because it's been a couple months now since we've had this last. Of how that develops, does that change any? So I'm curious to see how that goes, you know, throughout the cigar. Yeah. So for me, my draw is still perfect. I'm not going to belabor. I, I get a lot of the same flavors you guys get. I'll echo the short finish, but what I'm getting, and I don't know, is I'm getting like this, uh, like a like a tea with some milk in it. Like if you know what a tea, like if you if you oh, like English breakfast. Like yeah, like a, yeah, tea? exactly. Like a tea with some a little bit of milk to take off the the bite to it. I get like that flavor with a little bit like of a not allspice, maybe like a clovish type thing. But yeah, it um it it's the best way I can explain is when I, when you're as I'm initially on it's soft, like it whether you call it refined or soft, it's just it it's balanced, but there's a softness to it. It um the the pepper is much more prominent on the retro, but overall I get, it, it reminds me of a, of a tea with a little bit of milk into it. I mean, that kind of hits for me because uh, I mean, how I describe English breakfast tea with milk in it is very sourdough bready to me. So yeah, uh, with a little herbaceousness, so that kind of hit, that kind of hits what I was kind of mm -hmm. saying for me. So that makes total sense. Yeah, um, and you know that Tino is like a. I said I mentioned natural tobacco. That may be a better description. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying too because I actually, I love tea, right? And I and I do, I do what they call builder's tea, or the, my version, which is where basically you steep it for a lot longer, so it's like a stronger, you know, more robust tea, right, with with milk in it. And so I can kind of see where you're getting that because I. I, and when I think about when I, you said tea, I start thinking like, oh, did I get tea? And then when I take, you know, when I go back to cigar and take a cold puff, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could see that. I could definitely see that that tea note in there, the black tea note is. I could see that in there. Yeah, it's a really good flavor too. I, I enjoy that. I've already had to touch it up a couple of times too. Um, this could have been user error, but I'm trying to trying to get it to self correct a little bit trying to touch it up a little bit but it's kind of it's burning a little faster on the on the second half so i'm gonna kind of relax a bit let it uh let it let it try to correct itself you know yeah. see if we can show mine like mine is burning perfect like that's like a oh yeah damn dude shoot that's fantastic yeah, yeah. Like if you were to draw a picture of a cigar burning, <laughs> you know, that'd be what yeah. you want it to look like, you know? Mine's yeah. Good. Yeah. No, that's uh I mean, but this cigar, I would not expect anything less from it though. I mean, this is a 20 plus dollar cigar, keep in mind. 
So, you know, my, my, that's what I'm, I, I would expect that's how it should perform. Yeah, I agree. So I think, <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. I, I actually looked at my notes here and I did have a little bit of snug drawer later in this cigar. So it is, I said it was slightly snug. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, Cause that's, that's kind of what I get. Like it's like it would have warms up, I guess the moisture in the leaves, you know, helps it expand a little yeah. bit. Yeah. This, I mean, know. I'm not saying this is like to give it a kind of a consolation prize. I'm not trying to be an apologist either for it. But what I will say, the compliment I will give to this is that this is probably one of the most snug draws I have where I've been able to get so much complex flavor. Because like I've, I, we've had this conversation before, like with plug cigars or like really, really, really tight cigars. Like that's like you're not smoking the cigar, like the flavor out of that, out of a out of a the flavor out of a plug cigar or like one that's just so stiff beyond man, you're not smoking it. It doesn't taste like it, it, it typically I get a lot of sourness out of that. Um, I don't get a lot of flavor, you know, when there's when there's just so much tightness to it. You're like you're just you're working it so hard that you're just not getting much flavor out of it, which is um, so I, I always say, like, you know, if if, it, if you know, if you smoke a tight cigar or it's not a, a, like a plug cigar, you're not really smoking what that cigar was intended to be. And that's not what I'm, and that's not what I'm experiencing here. That's what I'm saying. Like there's a lot of complex flavor. And this is probably the most snug cigar that I've had where I was able to get so much complexity out of the flavor notes and stuff. So um, I, yeah, it is it's opening not, up a little bit. Like, yeah, not plugged. I'd say you have to work it a little harder than, yeah. than probably you want to. Did you guys have the, the fine and rare, the 2019 edition, the box press? I did. I, that was, by the way, that was another great cigar. And one thing I liked about that is the box press wasn't too loose on that cigar. You know, and box presses, to me, they always tend to have a little more of an open drawer than I prefer. And, you know, with that one, I thought, um, which, I, by the way, I thought was a great, it was a top 25 cigar for me, that that uh, that box press. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, but in particular, the draw on that one was a lot more open. Uh, not a lot more, it was a lot more it wasn't as open is what I'm just going to say. Uh, and it made for a great, great smoke. Yeah. I think we've uh, kind of got over pretty good about this initial impressions. So we'll go ahead and we're going to uh, stop it here for the YouTube edit. <clears throat> and then we'll be back uh, in a minute to give you our initial impressions of the uh, first third. See you in a second. And welcome back everybody. We are smoking uh, the Alec Bradley fine and rare. Uh, specifically the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare um, BC 13 <laughs> 4EV uh, 2022, may, uh, but basically 2021 version of it. We're into our first third. So these are, we're going to go around the table and talk about our first third impressions here as we go into the second half of the, the second third of the cigar, rather. Uh, so, uh, Aaron, why don't you kick things off and what, what are you getting on? What did you get on the first third? Yeah. So, one of the things that it's noticeable and I don't know, maybe it was, it, it's the way that these cigars smoke, but my draw has tightened up. It tightened up after about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into it. Now it's not, I don't think it's as tight as yours was bear, but it's not as loose as it was before, which it's not as good. Um, but it's not by any means like it's, I'm still getting the flavors. Um, I still get, I get some earthiness. There's a uh, kind of the barnyard hay 
Um, there's kind of like a, a coffee note to it. And, but I still get that. I don't know if it's like a floral tea, like there's a floral component to what I'm getting. Um, it, there's that, and it could be, I think maybe it delves back into a little bit, like you guys were talking about the apricot type sweetness. So there's a sweetness component. There's that earthiness, that hay. Um, and, and I do get a little bit of a, a, a kind of a floral component now coming in. So what I'll say about this cigar and it, it continues, it's, it's complex and there's definitely some transitions into the first third. It's, this is not a kind of monotone one trick pony, if you will. So for those that like transitions in a cigar, you're going to like uh, this first third. Goop, what about you? Rookie move. I had the mute on. Um, uh. Yep. So um, the first third, like I said, I, there was a lot of these nuances going on. I mentioned the earths, the fruit, uh, some of the black pepper. More of what I'm, I'm going to categorize now as a tea note as opposed to natural tobacco and that cedar wood component. But as this thing started to settle through the first third, um, some of that fruit sweetness went to the forefront. Um, I got this... like. Honduran, I don't know how to say, I call it Honduran earth, right? It's a little bit of a dry earth I'm getting, right? Uh, which is, which, and, and there's a lot of it I'm, I'm getting from this cigar, but there's so many other flavors surrounding that dry earth, right? That it, it kind of, if, if I wasn't getting some of the complexity I was getting out of this cigar, I'd probably say this dry earth, it's getting too dry, but these other flavors really kind of, I thought, surrounded it and made it really nice. Uh, the flavors, I would say the strength of the cigar is medium. I would say the flavors are just in the medium to full range as far as that goes. Um, but I say that earth fruit combination is primary and, and the pepper, tea, and cedar notes secondary. Um, and I'm still getting that pepper on the uh, retrohale. Again, I didn't have any noteworthy draw issues on this cigar. I had it, like I said, a little more snug in my notes, but nothing that was really kind of uh, saying this is going to be a problem or anything like that. Uh, but I'm real. I'm really digging the flavors in this first third. It's just there's a nice and when you swirl that smoke around in your tongue, it's just you're getting a lot of a lot of complexity with this. Nice, Ben. What about you? Yeah, I'm getting kind of the same of what the guy said. So I, I that apricot note, like what Will said, is, is comes more to the forefront. That I that's I do get that. And I, I get still get the cedar. Uh, the black pepper is really it's it's uh, it's more faint than it was in the very beginning. But when I really get it with the retro hill. and and I also get like a sweet breadiness as well, which I really get actually more on the retro hill now too. Initially, what I said I had a black pepper with like an underscript sweetness. Kind of when it comes across is like a like a sweet breadiness almost when I do a retro hill along with the black pepper. Um, I kind of get that. I still get a little bit of that, that tea note that Aaron was talking about, but also what I got on the first third was that kind of chocolatey, chocolatey note that you were talking about bear that I didn't get it originally in the very beginning, but as it burned down, I could start getting a little bit of like a chocolatey flavor. And it was, it was like a, it's like a light chocolate flavor. It's not, it's not a dominant note, you know. To me, it's still more 
apricot cedar forward cigar but it's really well balanced it's it it almost um the flavors kind of really intermingle really well together i really like how they how they pair well with each other and i was i agree with coop it's like <clears throat> more it's medium body <clears throat> more in medium and full in flavor for sure as a short finish that's the only thing that I kind of wish it had a longer finish, but it does have a short finish. But overall, really, really well balanced, flavorful cigar. Really like it the first third as well. Awesome. I I gotta say, I um, as soon as as we as soon as we cut it off and kind of went into more some more banter. I, I made note of this, like it started, the cigar started to open up. And so unlike Aaron's experience where it's tightened up on him, mine's opened up quite a bit. The draw is a lot easier, a lot more manageable. I'm really enjoying the smoke that I'm getting out of the cigar. Uh, very complex and deep, uh, some really nice flavors. The finish has become a lot longer, a lot more black pepper uh, on the retro, but the flavor uh, and on the, on the retro is also mirrored by what's uh, kind of on the mouthfeel of it too. I'm getting this really very like satiny floral texture to the smoke so there's this this nice floralness like you were talking about almost kind of like a tea like those tea notes that we were talking about that's really coming on with the the apricot there's this praline nutty sweetness kind of going on too i kind of get that bread note that you guys are talking about it's a really complex smoke that's really good you talk about that honduran earthiness coop i think that uh, i think i you know, if anyone's been smoking cigars for a while, they kind of know what that is. Uh, but for me, and I have a, you know, I have a, I, I, I get this a lot with Honduran tobacco sometimes, is that Honduran earthiness kind of, as it, as it gradually dissipates, and then this can vary from cigar to cigar, and it can vary in terms of good and bad. But that earthiness, depending on how it balances with other flavors, can also can be, become very dank. You know, this kind of like wet earthiness to it um uh, i'm not getting that now I, I and i may not get it you know ever in this cigar I, you know we'll, we're obviously continuing to smoke it but uh that's what i get a lot with honduran that honduran earthiness i don't know if you experience that too yeah or, um, no, i think it's a good i think it's a good description this, the construction's become a lot better too um along the way too the burn did correct itself with that first touch up in the first uh first couple of inches uh, so that's been nice, and uh, but yeah, this uh, the first third, uh, man, some some stuff's really going on here. So this is pretty pretty deep and complex smoke. Yeah, you know, and I think one that really I got to point out is the complexity of this cigar. Um, you know, it's advertised as a ten a ten um, ten tobacco blend, right? So I, I do have some a level of, of expectations that this cigar is going to deliver a lot of flavor nuances, and, and it's, it's certainly doing that. Um, well, we'll talk about the flavor transitions a little later, but again, if you take that smoke and you kind of just smoke, swirl it around your tongue and stuff, and it, you'll really pick up these different, these different things, you know, that fruit note, everyone's talking about the bready component and, and I can see, I didn't write it down, but maybe more like a fruitcake. Kind of is what I'll put yeah, up. I mentioned that. that I mentioned yeah. that last. Okay. Week. Okay. You did mention. Yeah. So maybe it's more more like that, you know. And and uh, it's interesting, kind of as you guys describe some of these flavors. I like some of the descriptors you guys are using. Yeah, I can I'll see that. It. Yeah, I, I, I. You know, when you're talking about that with the breadiness, the fruitiness, the sweetness, 
like you know kind of reminds me a little bit like you were talking about the fruitcake but like the italian version the panettone yeah kind of yeah. it's kind of what it reminds me of which is a little bit less fruit heavy right and it's right. a little bit lighter i can that's kind of just, what say, it just say it ben it's good <laughs> well, it's panettone, good. panettone is fucking awesome i love fruitcake man yeah it's good stuff people. yeah it's really good i really like it too i i, I love it when christmas time rolls around they're available all over but yeah, Coop, you, when you you and Bear brought that up, I was kind of thinking, kind of makes sense with that sweet breadiness that I'm getting. Yeah, apricot that that kind of, and it's yeah. really and it's a little bit more than just apricot. There's it's like something else too, nice fruitiness about it, you know. It, so that it kind of you know fruit cake, panettone, something like that. It's a great descriptor for you know pulling all those notes together. Makes total sense. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be back to talk to you about the second third and we'll be peeling off some labels here in a bit because the label is gorgeous and beautiful, but we're going to be running up against it in the second third. So we'll be back to talk about that here in just a couple of moments. And we're back here at uh, the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable number eight. And we are smoking the uh, Alec and uh, I keep saying and Alec Bradley fine and rare BC 13 to 4 EV. We're going to be discussing our the second third of the cigar. We're going to be uh, most of us have started uh, smoking into the third. Uh, I don't know about you, gentlemen. I have peeled the label off. So uh, and, and not peeled. I've actually just I actually love that band. I love that band, by the way. I slid it off. It was beautiful. Didn't take any effort whatsoever. That was unbelievable. Uh, so we're going to talk about our impressions of the second third. So Ben, let's kick it off with you here. Yeah, this actually changed quite a bit for me. Um, I don't get so much of that fruity apricot note that we got in the beginning of the cigar. It's, it's actually gotten a little bit more savory for me. I still get a little bit of sweet bread and the cedar earthiness, but I've, I've started getting a little bit of that clove note that Aaron mentioned in the beginning of the cigar. Now, I still get a, a hint of black pepper, but to me, that's faded. It's gone to the background. Now, it's still full blast on the retrohale. Retrohale to me hasn't changed. I still get that, that sweet breadiness and the black pepper. Um, the finish, honestly, the finish seems like it's gotten a little bit longer for me. Um, it's not as short as it was in the beginning, but it, the flavors have gotten kind of the more fruity sweet to it's actually kind of gone to a more savory type of profile now, which is really interesting. This is, this has got a complexity to it. That I really appreciate so far that it's, it's, and it's burning really, really well. I, I just asked, but look, look at that line. That's ridiculous. I mean, of course you would expect a, a cigar of this level to, you know, burn and, and, you know, have that combustion like it does, but I'm really impressed so far with this. What's the strength in body like where you've been as the cigars progress? I think it's actually got increasing for me. Like now, I think the, the body feels medium, medium plus. Like it was to me, it was a straight medium in the beginning. To me, it feels like it's amping up a little bit. Um, okay flavor i think the flavor is still medium full in that kind of that realm but i, I feel like it's creeping up to medium plus now what about you how did where did the cigar start with strength and body 
where did it, where did where is it at this point in your experience with it? And then tell us about your impressions of yeah, the second so, third. Yeah, no. So strength and body, I, I started out with medium and medium to full. So if I had to kind of qualify those with numbers on a scale of one to ten, the strength was medium, about a five, and the body was like a six and a half. Um, it increased slightly. So I'd say maybe it's up to a five, five and a half in strength, and maybe it's getting closer to a seven in terms of body, but uh, I would still classify it as medium slash medium to full. It's just uh, a little more intense. So it's definitely, like Ben said, I think it's definitely building up an intensity there. Um, if you're someone, it's not going to give you a nicotine kick by any means with this, but you know, it's like I said, it's, a, it's not a mild cigar either. Um, the big change I noticed, I agree with Ben hundred percent, the sweetness dial back on this cigar, the sweetness didn't go away, it dialed back, uh, and became again, kind of one of the most surrounding flavors to those bready and earthy notes that are up front. Um, but there's certainly, uh, a nice potpourri of flavors. I'm still getting some of those tea notes. Uh, but this is where I was a little different with Ben on it. Uh, the pepper, I felt the pepper did increase throughout gradually throughout this, the second, third. Uh, where it went from kind of something on the back of the tongue um, to a little more prominent now on the profile where it's not, you know, it's still a secondary note, but I can definitely detect a lot more pepper on the tongue at this point. Uh, construction, uh, again, working really well. I'd say it's a you know, fantastic burn, that drawer, a little bit of snugness to it, but nothing, again, that's going to be negative here. Uh, complex, and this is what I like. Flavor nuances, and we're getting some transitions right now with this. So to me, this is a very nice cigar in terms of complexity that's being delivered. Absolutely. So looking forward to hearing uh, how they finish this up for you here in a few minutes. But Aaron, yeah. we were talking about the draw. Yours had tightened up. Where, how did the draw uh, begin to perform in this second, third? And we'll go into strength and body and impressions here. Yeah, so the, the draw got a little better. So there was just a kind of a tight portion in there. So it's, it's back to being pretty, I don't want to say loose, but it, it's back to opening up a little bit. Um, I'll echo exactly what both Ben and Will said. It started kind of that medium. Um, it's kind of that medium plus both, especially in the body. Strength wise, not going to get you a nicotine kick, but there's some body there. There's some strength there too. So it's actually increased a little bit for me. Um, I will say that one of the things I've noticed about this cigar, it doesn't like to be put down. Um, I've had to do one ish touch-ups. So when I say put it down, kind of set it down, forget about it. It likes to be puffed. Um, it's got a short ash. At least mine has had shortest ashes to it. Um, the, uh, the hay, kind of that earthiness, that hay has, has increased a little bit. Um, I still get that tea. The floral's down a little bit. There is still that sweetness. I'm with, with Coop. Um, the pepper, still there on the retro, but I get the tingle on the front of my tongue. Yeah. Now, with, with the cigar, I get more of the pepper on the front piece to it, if you will. Um, again, transitions. Um, there is some complexity. What I'll say is because it's got a little more earthiness to it, some of that, that to me, the black peppers up the little bit more of the coffee kind of that espresso, if you will, is ramped up. Um, so therefore it doesn't have the, the softness that I talked about at the beginning. It's, it's more kind of meatier, if you will. It's not that like, uh, yeah, softness at the beginning. And now it's kind of more into 
little bit more in your face, I guess, if you will. But again, if you like complexities and you like transition, this is a good cigar for you. But for me, uh, I got to make sure I don't, uh, I continue to kind of puff on, I can't set it down and, and let it go out. I, it likes to be puffed. I'd agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. And, and here, while I'd say that's a rule of thumb for a lot of cigars, I, Aaron, you're hundred percent right. Cause I have set this cigar down a couple of times and I have I've had the same, re, you know, same reaction with that. So for me, the, I, I, think that it's it's kind of worth noting the cigar started off with me probably somewhere between um, mild to medium has kind of gone to more to the medium side I don't think it's medium plus for me because I think what happens a lot with cigars where the pepper has become a more dominant note flavor note to it and it certainly has amped up as Coop noted for me too um, is that I think a lot of times a lot of misnomer and I think this happens to everyone so I'm not like criticizing anyone who like characterizes cigars this way but a lot of times and i try to really really pay attention because the presence or the amplification of pepper and spice tends to give off this impression that the cigar is getting stronger and it's not it's just that flavor component is becoming more pronounced um and so I would say this cigar is more towards the medium bodied side for me. The pepper has stepped up quite a bit. Um, Coop, I'm really shocked that you're not getting some of these floral components and complexities in this cigar uh, and that you're not, uh, and I know you're not a floral guy, but I, I'm getting some, like I said, for me, I, I like floral components to it. I think there's this really nice floral uh, tea notes that we keep talking about um, that I'm really enjoying on it. Um, the- I'm getting black tea notes. I'm not getting jasmine. That's the, the I'm taking this more as a black tea note I'm getting. Yeah, <clears throat> that's the way we want to talk about that kind of that Omaha yeah. tea, English breakfast style tea. Right. So I'm not getting that. If I was, I'd be having a very different opinion of this cigar. Yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't characterize it as jasmine and it's not too strong in the lab. Like I wouldn't say right. it's like lavender or anything like that too, but right. it's more. It, it just has this really it has this 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 aromatic floral to it it doesn't come off the palate that way uh it's more on the aroma side for me on when i'm talking to it in terms of the floral and everything the sweet breadiness is really nice and and, and consistent too uh what i've noticed in the second third is that the, the, the leather the leathery note has kind of kind of sticks to your palate there's this leather note that just kind of lingers on the palate um here through the second third and um and it's it's it still has that that earthiness that we talked about. It is starting to get a little wet. The earthiness that we were talking about, it is starting to get there. I'm wondering what this last third is going to show me. Um, but uh, but yeah, overall, I'm digging the transitions. I'm digging the complexity of it. The draw really opened up, thankfully, uh, from that first impression um, for me for the first third. And it's it's consistent through the second third too, which is really enjoyable. But uh, but overall, I'm I'm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this this journey towards the crescendo of flavor that's about to happen. We're going to just throw this fucking joke every time we talk about this. This is going to be a round table staple. We're going to talk about the crescendo of flavor at the end of a cigar. But, I, just saw, uh, I just saw the crescendo of flavor on the cookies and cream cigar today, by the way. What? Uh, what about the waffle cone? You know what? The, same, you know what's the same next? people you know what's next? The, waffle cone. The, the chocolate chip waffle cone is coming next for you, Coop. It's going to happen. Uh, I will absolutely lose my marbles. Um, 
But yeah, they, they, you know, if you saw the cookies and cream cigar that was announced today, there's a crescendo of flavor at the end of that cigar, which, sure which, there is. which we contend it's very rare you get the crescendo flavor at the end of a cigar. It's so rare. rare. It's, it's very it's, rare. It's so, it's so unbelievable. Like the, the cigars that you can literally, when they say smoke down to the nub, like burn your fingertips. Yeah. I've had so many rare experiences with that, that it's not like it's, it, and, and it doesn't like I like I, I'll tell you one of the cigars. I'll tell you exactly how this this was. Um, it was um, it was the uh, the 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 little Boris. Oh, that's yeah. a great cigar. Yeah, and yeah. I the original I, one was dude, great. Yeah, I was dude. I burned my fucking. I mean, literally. I mean, I was barely holding on to any tobacco, and it was still smoking. And here's the thing: it wasn't accurate at all. It still had sweetness. The spice obviously was amplified. It was crazy good. And like that is just so rare. We talked about word, right? Words, this is it's such a rare experience. Um and and yeah, so like when people talk about it all that like in a in a very frequent basis, I'm and I'm just I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad they're enjoying the cigar. That's great, but I'm just very leery of that because it's just it. I just haven't ha- I haven't had that experience very often. It doesn't sound like you either, Coop. I don't no. want to speak for the other no, two guys. No, but I, what I want to say about this cigar though is we're at the two thirds mark, and, and you know when I used to do the show Stogie Geeks with Stogie Santa, we talked a lot about how Churchill's would run out of gas, and or seven inch cigars. You know, you know, am I getting into the technical definition of a Churchill? But this cigar is not running out of gas at the two thirds point by any means. You know, what I find interesting is how y'all are all saying that the pepper is increasing. And I'm sitting here, while y'all talking, I'm puffing on my, like, am I missing that? Uh, to me, it's not. Like, I I get more, like, I get a fuller black pepper when I retrohale. Like, it's, it seemed to me more potent on the retrohale right now. But like, like I'm just, with you. But yeah. just regular on the palate, I don't, I don't get it at all. Uh, the tip of my tongue right now is... Tingling. Yeah, I was definitely getting some of that tingling towards the end. Uh, that pepper was definitely made its way from the back to the front. The uh, black pepper, I'm with you. No, I'm with you, Ben. The black pepper is definitely more on the retro hill. I think it lingers on the palate, like that leather note that I was getting for me. That apricot sweetness that was very prominent in the uh, dry draw in the first third is completely falling off at this point as I'm going into the, to the last third of the cigar. Um, there's some sweetness there. But it's that breadiness. It's that fruitcake we we're talking about. That jam is gone for yeah. me. Yeah, it definitely yeah. maybe starting to become less of a, but still the breadiness is there. Yeah. All right. Ben, we want to we wanna break yeah. it? Yeah. Let's, let's... go ahead. Just say, well, we'll be back here with the, the last third and our final scores here momentarily. We'll see you soon. All right, and we're back for our impressions of the final third and scoring of the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare BC 13 4 EV 2022, really 2021 edition. Uh, here at the round table number eight, Will Cooper, Ben Lee, Aaron Nielsen, and myself, Barry Duplissy. So we're going to give our final impressions and our scores. So um, I believe I'm going to you, Coop. You're going to kick us off. Yeah, so. Um... There wasn't a huge amount of change in the final third with me. 
Uh, definitely that Brady component is up in the forefront. I did notice some more woody notes surface in this last third. Not necessarily some of the cedar notes, but it wasn't an overpowering note, but I was getting more in the way of wood. Uh, but again, while, while the bread and the wood notes might not be that exciting, uh, I'm, there was still enough of those tea notes. There was still some of the fruit sweetness that was remaining. Uh, the pepper, which had increased in the second third, kind of leveled off in this case. So it was still kind of an enjoyable last third. Um, I wouldn't put it the last third as great as the first two thirds, though, uh, by any means. I thought it was, uh, but I thought it was still a solid final third where it didn't really let me down, but uh, certainly wasn't at the level of those first two thirds there. Uh, again, the strength is in body, medium slash medium to full, medium strength, medium to full body. Uh, combustion was great. Uh, got a nice nub on this cigar. Uh, a really, really enjoyable cigar from Alec Bradley, um, for sure. What was your favorite third? Uh, the favorite third, I still will say, was the first third. First third, okay. The first third, yeah. So uh, no, no crescendo, not even a little crescendo. No, you went, but you, the Beyond started you high scored. and it went low. Yeah, I kind of, if I was scoring the the first and second thirds, it's like one and one A. They, they were really close, those first. But there was no crescendo in the final third. Um, uh, so, yeah, to, yeah, no crescendo, guys. All right. And what is your score? Well, look, so I smoked that cigar with Ben that, that right before that, that mid-April day. Um, and to give you an idea how much I like that cigar, I went out and I put my money where my mouth is and I bought the box of these things. Um, and when I buy a box of these things, there's not a lot of cigars where I make a, I, there's box worthy cigars. And then there's cigars where I actually put my money where my mouth is and buy the box. This is one where I bought the box. Uh, this is one of the best cigars I've had in 2022. It's one of the best Alec Bradley cigars I've ever had. Um, it's a complex cigar. It's, it's, it's well-made. Uh, it lives up to ten, having 10 different tobaccos. This gets a 92. This is one of the best cigars I've had in 2000. Oh, wow. That's this is one of the best. And Chuck Norris. Is it Chuck Norris? Uh, is, is not quite Chuck Norris, though. Um, but you know what? It could be. You know what? Here's it. I haven't actually put the, put that rating. It could be Chuck Norris because this is so limited, right? That you're not going to be able to get these. So. So if you if I could find them, I would fight Chuck Norris. So I'm going to put the Chuck Norris rating on. Oh, it. snap, now, Chuck Norris. Now, now, here's what I'm going to say, okay? I have shit on limited edition cigars for the past two years, okay? This is what a limited edition cigar should, should, should smoke like. Uh, this is, yeah, and I keep sliding that, that, that thing off. But, yeah, this is what a limited edition cigar. Alec Bradley did a great job with this cigar. 92. And Alan Rubin, Alan Rubin and the team should be out there. Uh, so this was, like I said, one of my favorite cigars of the year. Fantastic. Which is why I picked it. I mean, I really wanted to, to share a great story here. So, Terrific. but I, I went 92, which is, uh, which is about as high as I go these days, guys. Well, let's go to that gentleman that you shared that cigar with that moment in time. Ben, tell us a little bit about your experience on the final third and your score, please. Yeah, the final third. <clears throat> I get hardly any sweetness on the final third. Um, it's almost it's it's almost got like a barbecue smoky flavor. That woody, no, yeah, that woodiness came out in that last third. Yeah, yeah, so like, like applewood or mesquite. 
No, like like Mesquite. I was going to guess where I was going to go with this. It, you know, you know. I mean, you're from Texas. I lived in Texas for a, for quite a while. It, mesquite is king there, right? And it, it has, and a Mesquite has that nice smoky flavor, but it has a little bit of a sharpness to it too. And it, that's kind of what I get with this. Like it's it's like a sm- Mesquite like smoky flavor with a little bit of leather. And, and and I get I got more black pepper on the back end too. I, I still get a little bit of that breadiness as well, but for me it was more that wood mesquite forward uh, part of this more than anything. But like the Afri- the apricot was gone. I didn't get a hearty. No, there was no sweetness. the The retro hell the retro hell on the last third was more black pepper and less of that sweet breadiness I was getting pretty much the whole rest of the cigar. Um, it, it was such it was very unique like there was a lot of changes in the cigar it was really complex which i find very fascinating i, I really like that about that cigar um, it just it was constantly changing it was almost a kaleidoscope of flavors how how they would come and go and hit which one was you know more dominant and you know someone fade and come back and it was a really interesting smoke to say the least i mean that's how much I got left, and I usually I stop right here. But like this one, I want I'm keep puffing on it because it seems like it's it's killed. It still wants to keep going, like this, like something around the next corner. He you knows like there's something still about it. Um, I still I say you know for me, uh, medium, probably medium medium plus kind of hovers around between those two, you know, um, medium full body. I, I think for me. Um, really good cigar, quality stick. It's definitely, for me, a very good uh, representation of fine and rare from Alec Bradley, for sure. Yeah. What was your favorite third? Uh, I like the first third the best. I really like that apricot kind of jamminess that was on the first first third of the cigar, along with this, because to me, the first third was a little mix of the sweet, fruity flavors, along with some of the savory flavors. Um, it was the most interesting to me, but I'm like with Coop too, like the second third was like right there, you know, because the, the second third where it was kind of evolving going from the sweet and fruitiness was kind of fading as the more savory opponents were coming up. So it was a really cool transition on the second third that I really enjoyed. I thought it was very interesting on that cigar, but I think the first third was my favorite one. Terrific. And what was the score? <laughs> This this was a little tough for me to be honest, um, because these cigars are they're so rare, so hard to find. But you know, we was able to, to get several from our local shop. We actually bought them out that day, um, and I, I smoked. This is the third one that I've smoked, um, and I thought I really thought this is probably the best Alec Bradley I've ever had. Definitely the best fighting rare by far yep. to me i think it's better than anything they've ever put out i'm kind of going back and forth between the two scores but i'm going to give this a i'm going to give it a 93 Ooh, wow yeah. wow the 92 is not the highest score today wow wow not wow. To, i'm not to, i mean our ben and i have a very similar reaction and it's still smoking like that that's and i smoked wow. this about Two weeks ago, last time, ninety-three. Wow, that's a that's a hell of that's a hell of a score. Fantastic, terrific. 
Well, Aaron, what, uh, what, tell us a little bit about your experience in the last third. Yep. So a couple of things that I want to point out, at least for me and my advice, if, if you're going to smoke the cigar, I'll go back to the idea that does not like to be put down. And so I'm a fairly quick smoker. Um, I took my time on this and I didn't enjoy this one as much as my first. I think this is my fourth one I've had of this and it's my least favorite. And I think because I had to realize I, I had put it down, we were talking. So I'm not going to go fully off of the, the, the cigar that I had tonight, because again, I didn't smoke it in the fashion. I smoked the rest of them. Um, it has a short ash, um, did need a few touch-ups again, because I had put it down, but Final third, I will agree with what, what both uh, Will and, and Ben said. Um, to me, it got, um, I don't want to say damp. It, I think, uh, Barry, you had talked about it kind of getting a little wet, if you Dink. will. yeah. It, it, it's kind of what I got, too. So what I got, it, the earthiness, the coffee were more prominent for me. Kind of that, uh, the hay. I still had a little bit of that tea, no floral. The sweetness had died down. Um, it was from the of the thirds, the, my least favorite. Um, so I would again agree with those guys that the first third was my favorite. It, it continued kind of that, that more on the fuller side. So that medium plus both in for kind of the body strength was still at kind of at a medium. Um, I do, I, I, I will two things on this as you, you smoke the cigar, I would highly recommend if you can, if you're, if you can retro, and you like to retro, I definitely would recommend retrohaling because I think you get the complexity of the cigar when you retrohale it. You get to pick up some of the, the nuances of the cigar. Um, good transitions. I echo that I do think that this is one of the best, if not the best cigar that Alec Bradley has put out. Um, I did get boxes as, as we've all discussed, which is not a surprise to anybody on this call. Um, so overall, I, I, I really enjoyed the cigar. Um, so from a rating standpoint, I too, am, I'm, I had it written down, so I'm not going off of what these guys said. I'm going to give it a 92. Um, I would actually probably, I would go maybe a little bit higher on, on, on slightly on the other ones that I've had, only because, again, I smoked it quicker. It, it, it maintained the burn. I, I got better flavors when I smoked it a little quicker. Um, but uh, overall, I uh, highly recommend this cigar if you can get your hands on it. Um, and uh, definitely a, uh, a box purchase for me. And uh, great choice by, by Will on this roundtable. Awesome. What was your favorite third? The first. Yeah, first, first third. third. I, I, oh, crescendo first third on, no, crescendo no, on the final No, third. I didn't get no, the crescendo, crescendo, unfortunately. What, what I'll say is, too, what I loved about this cigar, and I, and I talked about the transitions, what I love there was a softness to the beginning of it. And I can't explain other than that's, that's kind of how I felt. It was, there was a softness to it that was yeah. super enjoyable. And you, it was, while you couldn't pick out like a, a, a certain flavor, but that's what made it so enjoyable. It was like a cornucopia of different flavors that you could, you, you experienced on the first third, which that's why it was my favorite. Cause it, that, that complexity, kind of waned as the cigar went along and it's a it, look it's a churchill right it's a, it's a bigger size too which they did a good job of of maintaining my interest throughout the cigar which is is difficult to do so kudos to the blend nice terrific terrific 
Well, my last third experience was uh, very similar to a couple of things you guys were talking about. I did get some of that sharpness that Ben was talking about. The woodiness definitely uh, creeped up in the back end. There was this mesquite sharpness to it. I got this really interesting kind of mustardy component to it too. Uh, not quite too much vinegar, not acrid, but just kind of this, this mustardy component that kind of get into it. The floral was gone. The jamminess was gone. It was still relatively balanced. The, the sweet breadiness was a little bit there, a little bit of that clove kind of lingered too. That leather is just still really sticking on my palate. Uh, the retrohale, uh, still nice and deep. Uh, the ash kind of uh, uh, kept falling off every like, you know, quarter, quarter to a half inch or so. It didn't really hold too much for me. Uh, not detract, I'm not detracting that from its construction. It really, the burn did really correct itself over the course of the cigar. So I didn't have a razor sharp burn that Ben had, but uh, that was good. The uh, that last third, I had, I kept, I had to relight it three, four times, man. It, like you said, Aaron, it just, it wouldn't stay. It had to be kept puffing on. I was puffing on it just a, a lot, that just as I was kind of wrapping it up. But it didn't get hot, man. I was burning my fingertips, man. That's and that's kind of what we we're talking about uh, as far as it going down. It really, it really was uh, terrific down to the nub. But no crescendo of flavor for me. But I am gonna, I want to <laughs> stray from you guys. Uh, for you guys, I, I thought the second third for me was better. The first third kind of had that tightness in the first couple, you know, the first inch or so uh, that did did open up through the first third. But it was really open in that second third for me. Um, and uh, I thought the second third was just a lot more, a lot more balanced. There's a lot more complexity. The transitions were fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to smoking another one of these. This was my first experience with this, uh, with this cigar. Um, and, uh, it's my third fine and rare that I've ever smoked. Um, and uh, it's definitely the best fine and rare that I have had, um, by far. Um, um, but I, the technical aspects of it, the, um, and just the um, the uh, the tightness of the draw in the beginning, the really the read lights in the last third kind of really pulled this cigar back for me because it just kind of really affected the experience. Um, so I I think the cigar is good, and I can't wait to smoke the the next one that I've got. And uh, you know maybe I can price some from from Aaron's dead fingers um, to get to get more of it. But I'm really looking forward to smoking it again. But for me. Uh, this score, uh, this score for this particular cigar is a ninety. Which from Bear, Bear's one of the toughest scores out there. So, for you to give a ninety, that's a good cigar. Yeah, it's it was it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, the the detractors on the last third and the first third kind of really held it back. But I thought that second third really really sang. It, like it was the it was. The, the uh, you know, the, the second, song. third, like I said, it was very good. I had it pretty close. It was like I said, it was one on one A, but I, I don't. That was a very enjoyable part of the cigar. Yeah, and it really opened up after that initial tightness too. So, like, I, I even that snugness kind of went away, but it definitely, like Aaron said, it just it, it, it you couldn't put it down. Like you just can't, and and that's not a bad thing. You know, you want to smoke a cigar, right? So, yeah. Um, cool. I'm the, curious to what will happen when you smoke the second one if it has. If it doesn't have the tightness in the beginning, would your opinion change? Would probably, you know? yeah, probably. I'm, I'm expect, I'm expecting, I'm expecting the second everyone to perform better, technically. Yeah. And, and so and I think I would, that'll and I would, and I would say flavor. too, Bear, as you're smoking, I would smoke it quicker because uh, I just, I smoked my first couple that I had quicker. I mean, I'm not saying like hork it down, but you know, it goes along the theme of not wanting to put it down. Keep smoking it, and I think. Uh, I think it's more enjoyable. Pull, pull, don't pull a Leon Cersei and smoke it in 15 minutes or whatever. 
Um, yeah, but it was very good cigar. So uh, I'm I'm low guy in the totem pole at 90. Um, we had a 91, we had a 92, we had a 93, uh, all the way up to Ben uh, being the high score tonight. This was uh, the the eight, our eighth roundtable. This is by far yeah. our best performing cigar. Yes, um, and folks who this is going to be a factor on the coup list. I'll tell you that. There is a formal review coming out of this cigar pretty soon on Coop, but I wanted to do a roundtable first because I didn't want to sway the opinions. Yeah, this is this is a, a definitely a contender for a cigar of the year. Oh, uh, it's you know my hesitation would be because it's limited, but it's far. I mean, what this cigar delivered is is something very special. Yeah, it's one it of the most. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it won't it won't be on my list because it's a limited edition, but honorable mention <sighs> could be an honorable mention. Yep. What I what I'll say is again, I'm kind of harping on it, but if you like complexity and transitions, I don't think you're gonna find a more complex uh, cigar that has a lot of transitions out there. I mean, it, yeah. it's one of the most complex cigars I've had in a long time. I will say that. I will agree with that. I am curious how this cigar is gonna age though. Now, I'll say this. Some of the fine and rares have aged incredible. And I've smoked probably every year. And some of them have not aged well. You know, and again, 10 tobaccos milding. I think it's, I mean, it's, that's a natural thing. But I can say when the fine and rares have shipped, they've all been excellent rated cigars on Coop. They, they really have been. But this one by far is my favorite. Well, awesome. So, Ben, should we go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and wrap it up? Yep. yep. All right. Well, for everyone out there, we really do appreciate uh, everything. Thanks for tuning in. Our audience sticking with us as always. This was our eighth edition of the Smoking Syndicate Roundtable. Uh, full panel tonight, Ben Lee, Aaron Nielsen, Will Cooper, and myself, Barry Duplissy, smoking the Alec Bradley Fine and Rare BC-13 4EV 2022 edition. 93 was the high score. 90 was the low score. Hey, if you can go find them, go do it, everybody, because this is worth the investment, worth the smoke. In fact, Coop says you should fight Chuck Norris for it. So yeah. Check it out at your local purveyor, uh, wherever you can find them, and enjoy. Yeah, everybody, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>